Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Craig here with in the studio with Pastor Alex. And yesterday, March 27th, 2022, we did our first message in a series called Foreigners, Enemies, and Outcasts. And we dealt with the story of when Jesus met the woman at the well in Samaria. One of the questions that came out of that uh, talk yesterday was, should we address sin like Jesus did, sins of, of others? Giving some context here, Pastor Alex. Yeah. Uh, Jesus immediately launches into the fact that this woman has had several husbands and the man she's with now isn't even her husband. Right. And so she's kind of left exposed and Jesus engages her immediately with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Is it our job to expose the sins in others? That's a really good question. So uh, I would say just take the question as it is, should I call out the sins of others like Jesus did? I My gut answer is yes, but let's throw a couple of caveats in there. Uh, number one- Because I might need to change some of my messages in the near future. I'm <laughs> talking right. to we you right now. Be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> so uh, so yes, uh, but Jesus, we're, we are not Jesus, right? No, we so are uh, Jesus uh, had access to knowledge, quite obviously had access to knowledge that we don't immediately have access mm-hmm. to. So the number of times that somebody walks up to Jesus and he just knows what's going on in their life, uh, immediately knows kind of what's going on inside of their hearts uh, and is able to bring those things to the service quite quickly is incredible, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's a skill that he has, <laughs> an ability that he has that we just he's got a leg up uh, on the rest have, of right us, yeah so. yeah so he, he has is a leg god up. right so, so that's so there's fair. That. that's fair. yeah <laughs> so so that's the first caveat but right. then let's actually get to the yes part so so the interesting part about this question is the like jesus did so it's not just should i call out the sins of others it's mm-hmm. should i do it like jesus did it and what's interesting is that jesus had a unique way of calling out sin so, so he called out sin in, in two different groups of people. First, you have the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the people who were kind of in charge and supposed to be uh, helping uh, the people of the day understand what God wants, understand God's desires, what was in scripture. And uh, Jesus was very frustrated with this group of people because they had basically neglected their responsibility in a really serious way. They were supposed to be doing the job of shepherding. Yes. Yeah. And they were abusing that job. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so Jesus has no problem calling that out directly and intensely, right? Like that's just kind of how he works with them. So let's let's not consider them for a moment because that's like that's a kind of a different category. If there are religious leaders who are not shepherding well, who are not doing that, like uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, you know after you approach them and kind of walk through you know proper means of like uh, kind of Matthew and eighteen reconciliation, you address them, you take somebody else with you, you uh, then you bring it before the elders and that whole process, right? Yeah, and I don't mean to belabor the point, but. In Timothy, it goes even further than that yeah. by saying that if an elder is found, right. then they are held to a higher accountability mm-hmm. than the rest of the flock. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. That's and so, so that's, let's take that and set it aside for just a second. But I want to like talk about uh, people who probably weren't like even believers yet, right? Mm-hmm. People who didn't really know Jesus, didn't know the things of God. How did Jesus address their sin and deal with their sin? It's actually quite different, right? We are, we're kind of dealing with a different category. So he did it uh, kind of differently with them. In fact, we see Jesus's attitude with them that he was uh, sometimes an advocate, 
right? There's a, a woman who's caught in adultery and mm. Jesus comes up and says, uh, well, why don't the one of you without sin cast the first stone? Mm. And no, everybody drops their stones, like they can't do it. Uh, he was called, he actually, uh, other people gave him uh, the name friend of sinners, mm-hmm. which was not a compliment uh, to Jesus, right? So that's that's something else to recognize. So so he called out sin in the context of love. Love defined the context in which sin was called out. So let's consider the story of the woman at the well, like we've been talking about. What did he do? Well, first he like he accepted her. He went to somebody who he should have been avoiding, yeah. right? By by all means, and he created space for her. He he had a conversation with her. He, he asked for something. He dismissed from his her. disciples so that she wouldn't feel like she's on the spot. Yeah, they're gone. He gives her his full attention. That's exactly right. Right. So he does all of this. He and he creates this really unique situation where she is able to experience a level of acceptance and respect and respect. Absolutely. And so, so then Jesus uses an illustration to kind of put a finger on her heart idol, Mm. right? He talks about living water and he talks about how uh, you keep coming back to this well time and time again, but he uses the, the time and time again, coming back to the well as an illustration about uh, how she's just dissatisfied, right? She's not finding satisfaction. And so when she says, oh, I want this living water, yeah. then he says, go and call your husband, right? So like he uses the illustration to then get at the deeper point of, let's talk about what's happening in your heart, mm. right? He does this with uh, the rich young ruler, which he he kind of does it more immediately with the rich young ruler, but he comes, this rich young ruler, and he wants to follow and say, how do I get into the kingdom of heaven and mm-hmm. these kind of things? And and Jesus says, go and sell everything you have and follow me. Well, he's got he's got a lot and give it to the poor, right? So, like He's got tons of wealth. Yeah. He's got all this stuff, but Jesus puts his finger immediately on the heart idol and says, let's deal with this because this is the thing that needs to be dealt with when you want to follow me. And so I think there is a place to say for us, like as we are sharing and getting to know people uh, and inviting them to Jesus, there's going to be opportunities to kind of point out like, okay, here's where the the heart idol is. and, And here's how Jesus wants to draw you away from that. Here's how Jesus can be the satisfaction for you that that cannot possibly be. So you enter into a conversation, not with the goal of pointing out the flaws in somebody else, because yes. I think that goes a lot against very several different scriptures, you know, the log in your own eye kind of idea, Correct. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jesus, who had every right to point out the sins in others, mm-hmm. gives us one of the greatest examples by being a gentle, literally shepherd, yep. and walking people through illustrations, everyday illustrations, and then like you said, putting his finger on their greatest need by making a connection between that, whatever it is, water or with the disciples, they brought back food and he said, lift up your eyes. And they look up and there's all these Samaritans yeah. who they've been avoiding their whole lives. Right. And he says, the, the, the wheat is ready to be harvested. Yeah. And they're not looking at Jews. They're looking at Samaritans who they did not like. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, these are the people that we're here for. These are the people that I came to save, not just the Jewish people, but anyone who's willing to yeah. call on my name. Yeah, and with Nicodemus, even he uh, he used the illustration of new birth to point out the fact that, hey, your heart idol, the thing that you're relying on, your cultural heritage, it's not enough. Yeah, You've gotta be born again, right? So I think just the way that he does this, he so patiently shepherds 
people. He gives them illustrations. He asks them questions. And and more than, I, I, I don't even know if calling out is the right word, yeah. right? He more helps them see yes. what's going on inside of their hearts. And I think like if we're called to be like Jesus in the ways that we interact with others, there should be, while obviously we are examining ourselves, there should be a degree to which we are also able to help people see, really at the end of the day, their need for Jesus. Loving is not ignoring. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. like with our children, mm. it's the same thing. If you see them heading down a direction, you're not gonna make them feel less of an individual, but you're definitely not gonna let them keep walking down that direction without lovingly and prayerfully mm. doing what you can to, to move them back in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Pastor Alex, for addressing that question for us today. It's been a privilege talking through this with you, and I hope you'll join us next time as we discuss more questions at Sermon Q&A.